Psalm 119 and verse 72. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. And the, the writer also in the 162nd verse of this psalm said, I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Great spoil would be um, maybe they've been in a battle and there was great treasure in the enemy camp and they would spoil the camp, take what was there and bring it back and it would be could be food, it could be silver and gold, it could be their garments, whatever. It may have been a great spoil. In other words, in both cases, the psalmist is placing uh, a great, great value upon the word of the Lord, better than thousands of gold and silver. And he said, I'm rejoicing at your word like I had found great spoil. In fact, there's really nothing more valuable on this earth than the word of God because heaven and earth shall pass away. They'll come to nothing. They'll amount to nothing to us someday. But his word will never pass away. It will always retain its value. The value of the word of God is not like the economy that goes up and down and uh, is on a roller coaster. The word of God has always been a great, great treasure and always will be. An instance of this is found among the people of Judah in the Old Testament uh, when Josiah, who was king of Judah, stood uh, finally stood among the kings of the lineage of David because of his uncompromising loyalty to the Lord. The Bible says that when he was king, he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the way of David, his father. The Bible tells us that he ascended to the throne of Judah at the early age of eight years of age. And afterwards, he did begin to seek after the God of David, his father, and he devoted himself to God. He distinguished himself by beginning a war of extermination against the prevailing idolatry of the land, which had been practically become the state of religion in Judah for 70 years. This is Second Chronicles 34 and 3, along with Jeremiah chapter 25. In the 18th year of the reign of Josiah, he would have been 26 years of age, he proceeded to repair and beautify the temple, which by time and violence had become greatly dilapidated. While this work was being carried on, Hilkiah, the high priest, discovered a roll, which was probably the original copy of the law, uh, the Pentateuch, written by Moses. When the book was read to him, to Josiah. The king was alarmed by the things that it contained, and he sent for Huda, the prophetess, for her counsel of what he should do about what he had just heard. She spoke to him words of encouragement. She told him that he would be gathered to his fathers in peace before the days of judgment that were threatened in those scrolls or rules were fulfilled. Job Josiah, upon hearing that, immediately gathered the people together 
and encourage them in a renewal of their ancient national covenant with God. They then celebrated the Passover as in the days of his great predecessor Hezekiah with great magnificence. Whether it was the entire section of the five books of the law or maybe only the book of Deuteronomy, a large portion of the written word that was available at the time had been misplaced and lost in the temple. Don't let his words be lost in your temple. Don't let your life become so cluttered that the word, which is perhaps the most valuable treasure of the temple. The temple was loaded with silver and gold, but the psalmist wrote that the word was of greater value, was better than thousands of gold and silver and the furnishings that were overlaid with gold and silver in the temple were not near as valuable as that single roll that had been misplaced in the temple of God in Josiah's day. Josiah realized that in that word, there were both blessings and curses, and he was fearful about the judgments of God that would come upon the people because of the misplaced law of God in the temple. I guess we would wonder this, how could a book of this magnitude and value be lost in the house of God where it should be central? The only answer is that people who neglect God forget his word and they ultimately abandon his house. It becomes paramount to us. It must be the highest priority in our life to keep the word of God. One writer said the Bible contains the mind of God and the state of man, the way of salvation and the doom of sinners, the happiness of believers. It is a light to direct you. It is food to support you. It is comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's charter. According to Deuteronomy chapter 8, the wilderness experience that God allowed the children of Israel to go through for 40 years, including hunger and thirst, was that they might learn that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. What a valuable treasure. The Lord went on to say in verse 4 of Deuteronomy 8, Thy raiment wax not old upon you, neither did your foot swell those forty years. Thou shalt also consider in thy heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord hath chastened thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and fear him. The word of God is much more valuable than you or I realize today. More valuable than gold and silver, more valuable than the great spoil that the psalmist said he would rejoice over. The longest chapter or psalm in the Bible is this 119th psalm that we read from. It is all about the word of the Lord. Almost in the middle of the pages of the canonized scriptures of your Bible, 
This is about the word of God. The word of the Lord not only has to be the center of our Bible, but it must be in the center of our hearts and in the focus of our minds. These scriptures uh, uh, in the Psalms use interchangeable terms for the word of God like they do in Psalm 119. One time it is in verse one, it is called the law of the Lord. In verse two, it is called testimonies. In verse three, the ways of the Lord. And then there are verses that call it the precepts, the statutes, the commandments, the judgments, thy word, the word, thy law and ordinances. And from these different descriptions, we find out that the word, there is much to be learned by the reading and meditating on and studying of God's word. The verse 57, the psalmist who studied the word of God found out that the Lord is your portion. You can find out in verse 64 that the earth is full of the mercy of the Lord. Verse 66 of this psalm will teach you that good judgment and knowledge are in the word of the Lord. You find out in verse 68 through the word of God that God is good and he does good things. You'll find out in verse 73 of this Psalms that the hands of the Lord have made you and fashioned you. You will find out as the psalmist did in verse 90 that the faithfulness of God is unto all generations. You find out also in verse 90 that it was God that established the earth. The word of the Lord can teach you that the earth continues solely because of God's word. Verse 91 Verse 151, you can find that God is near. And finally, verse 156, you can find out that the tender mercies of God are great. You can learn so many lessons from the word of the Lord. Each net lesson is like is better than a nugget of gold or silver. According to the writer of the Psalms, the word of the Lord has these attributes, all of these listed in the 119th Psalm. The word is pure. The word is true from the beginning. It is a wondrous word. It is the way of truth. The psalmist said, the word was my song. It is righteous judgments in verse 62. The word is right according to verse 75. The word is faithful according to word eight, verse 86, and the word is settled according to verse 89. It, the word is exceeding broad according to verse 96, and verse 103 tells us it's sweeter than honey. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path according to Psalm 105. It is our heritage forever, verse 111, and also it is the rejoicing of my heart. The word is the Lord's righteousness, according to verse 123. And again, verse 127 says, it is above fine gold. It, the word is upright. The word is righteous and very faithful. The word is the truth, according to Psalm 142. The word is true from the beginning, according to verse 160. And according to verse 160, every one of the Lord's righteous judgments endureth forever. 
Because the Lord's word is unlike any other, it can do what nothing else can do. And according to this Psalm 119, the word cleanses, it makes alive, it strengthens, it holds up, it orders your steps, it gives you understanding, it delivers you, it will turn away reproach, it will give freedom, it will comfort in times of affliction, it will make your heart sound or strong, it will make you wiser than your enemies, it will give you more understanding than your teachers have, it will give you light, it will give you understanding unto the simple, according to verse 130, it has great peace to those who love it, 165, and the word is our help, according to 173. And because of the word, you can do these things. You can hope in the word. You can walk in the word. You can keep the word. You can respect the word. You can learn the word. You can hide the word in your heart. You can declare the word. You can rejoice in the word. You can meditate upon the word. You can delight yourself in the word. You can determine not to forget the word. Hallelujah. You can behold wondrous things in the word, according to verse 18. You can long after it. You can trust in it. You can love it. You can remember it. You can sing it. You can turn your feet into it. You can believe it. You can keep it with your whole heart, verse 69. And you can seek it, verse 94, and consider it in verse 91. You can perform it according to verse 112. You can esteem it. God help us to esteem it. One in verse 128. You can stand in awe of the word, verse 161. And you can choose the word, verse 173. I don't know about you, but I choose it. I stand in all of it. I esteem it. Hallelujah. I feel like the statement of Psalm 119 and verse 72 is an understatement. I don't feel it adequately describes. Hallelujah. The word, the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Hallelujah. That's the bottom line. Hallelujah. That's as cheap as it would be. Better than thousands of gold and silver. Certainly it is much, much more valuable than that. The Bible, the Bible record of the word is true. Its promises are secure. Its hope is real. Its precepts are life-changing. The Bible will not mislead you. It will never let you down. It was Paul who commissioned Timothy to preach the word, not his own philosophy, not his own interpretation, not his own agenda. Preach the word. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2, the word is not to be handled deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth. Preach the word. If preaching of the word can't move people, nothing can save them because God has chosen through the preaching to save them the believe. It's no wonder that the writer declared in Proverbs 23, in verse 23, buy the truth and sell it not. The psalmist said, Thy law of thy mouth is better unto me 
than thousands of gold and silver. Today, God has given you an access to a wonderful treasure. It's better than all the stock market of Wall Street, better than all the money in the bank, better than all the wealth of this world. What doth it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? It is the Bible. It is the preaching of the word. It is the truth that will save you. Love it. Embrace it. Somebody said its doctrines are holy. Its precepts are binding. Its histories are true. Its decisions are immutable. Christ is its grand subject. Our good is the Bible's design. The glory of God is its end. And they said, read it to be wise. Believe it to be safe. Practice it to be holy. May God bless you today. And may his word save you and keep you until the Lord returns.